Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that it's all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We're in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 115 of the show, and we got to start out with a special shout out and thank you to our listener supporters. Your $5 a month makes a big difference in keeping this show going. And so if our show, our Awesomes of the Week, our Hangout community, if any of that have added to your life, we would really love for you to consider supporting us by going to sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. Listeners who support Sorta Awesome have access to special episodes that are not out there for the general public, as well as our exclusive Facebook group that we created just for our super awesome supporters. And all of that information, once again, is over at sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. Okay, so yes, here we are with episode 115 of the show. And today, Awesomes, we are bringing you another one of our very much loved seasonal episodes. If you've been listening to Sort of Awesome for a while, you know that a few times a year, we put together a top 10 list of our favorite Awesomes for the season. And today I'm joined by my dear friend and beautiful co-host, Kelly Gordon, so that we can talk about 10 things that we are loving for fall 2017. Hi, Kelly. Hey, man. Meg, hey, awesomes. You know what's funny? I love these seasonal shows and hit me because I went back and looked in the show notes. This is the first time I've ever gotten to do a seasonal list about fall. I always talk about summer, which is my favorite, but fall is my second favorite. So I'm really excited to do this. This will be fun. This will be fun. I love these shows. We haven't done one in a while. Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to be so fun for getting our fall season kicked off. But first, let's start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week, the moment in the show when we each get to share with you about the books, the TV shows, the podcast music, whatever it is that's making our life a little bit more awesome this week. Kelly, I can't wait to hear what you've brought us this week. Oh, Awesomes. I have a book I don't know if you do this. I'll back up a little and tell you the story. Lots of times I will hear people, even on this very podcast, talk about a book and I think, oh, that sounds interesting. And so I go to my library's website and I request it. And if it's a popular book, I then forget that I've ever requested it. You know, it's in my list. <laughs> right. Yes. But I'll get an email from the library that will say, such and such book is in for you. And I'll think, uh-huh. well, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> 
That will be exciting. Let us. Yes, it's like a it's a little treat to yourself, like it's a little like, surprise. Like, let's oh. park into the library and find out what I thought I wanted to read. So this was such a book. It is a very popular book for good reason, not necessarily a new book. It's called It Won't Be Easy, and its subtitle is An Exceedingly Honest and Slightly Unprofessional Love Letter to Teaching. Oh, yes. Okay. I think I have heard of this. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you why I love it, but first let me tell you about it. It's written by a gentleman named Tom Rodemacher. He was actually the teacher of the year here in Minnesota a few years ago. So that's how he got to write this book. He is an English teacher for middle school and high school students. So he is a fantastic writer. In fact, the gentleman who wrote the foreword for his book is Dave Eggers, who is the founder of McSweeney's, which if you're an online person, especially a online writer person, a lot of people are familiar with McSweeney's. So he great the book, you know, with his foreword. This book is obviously for teachers because it is talking directly about the art, the struggle, the joy of teaching. But the reason that I love the book, even though I really tend to think that most of us are teachers in some way or another, even if we're not getting paid for it, even if we're not standing in front of a classroom, I think there are so many things about teaching that can apply to all of life. But especially as I read the book as a parent, What he's saying, what he's talking about, how to relate to kids, how to inspire curiosity, how to teach them how to do more than just read a book, right? Mm, Because he is unflinchingly honest about this profession and about what you're really doing and why you should be involved in it. So Mm. I will say, first of all, if you are offended by swearing, this book is not for you. Okay. Okay. He is not hesitant to swear in the book and probably even in his classroom. I think he does say he gives his (laughs) students a couple of weeks to kind of get used to him before he starts to let loose. But he also teaches more in an urban setting. So a lot of his kids are just going to be swearing right back at him. So his love for his students is what comes through. He's very honest about saying, you know, I know that my kids are not going to necessarily remember the details of Julius Caesar. But if I can teach them how to read, how to be curious, how to observe language, how some of these themes, you know, what it means to be disenfranchised, come up in life and apply to their lives. That is the goal. And I feel like as a parent, that is the goal. And what he does so well as a teacher in this book, he describes all the scenarios that he did well and that he did poorly, is allow his students to interrupt him and Mm -hmm. to be real and to bring their real life into the classroom, into situations, and really try to apply it. And so often I feel like as adults dealing with students of any age, whether they're our own children in our house or, you know, in a setting where we are actually a teacher or at church, anywhere, we tend to be like, hey, we've got an agenda here. We're trying to cover, you know, the syllabus and we're not really taking those opportunities. And so he's so inspiring I already have a shrine to teachers in my house because I feel like the work they do is so important. And as a parent, I am so grateful. I mean, I'm on, I have actually my fourth back to school, meet the teachers night for parents happening tonight because I have four kids in four different schools. And I never come away from those nights not astounded. Yes. These men and women who devote their lives to these kids, they are passionate and energetic and they really want to connect. And so is Tom Rodemacher. So I wanted to read you this is a little thing. He kind of divides his book up into a school year. Like fall, winter, and spring. Like Mm -hmm. here's kind of what you might be thinking about, what you might be dealing with. And this is what he wrote. This is just like, it's a two paragraph thing to give you guys a a feel for how his writing is about winter. And of course, now he's in Minnesota, people. So let's just remember (laughs) winter is winter. Yes. Winter, right? He says, in winter, I set my alarm earlier because it's going to be dark when I wake up no matter what. I get to school before almost everyone, make a pot of coffee, sit and look out the window and feel warm and settled. Winter is a time to take care of yourself. 
even when it's hard, to take care of your kids because they make it hard, and to do the best, biggest, most fun things because just making it out of bed is a pretty big deal. Yes, I would totally agree with that. Okay, so I this love is, it. Yeah, just his intro to winter. So he's going to be obviously speaking to teachers about how you can do that. How can you say, hey, winter kind of stinks. How can we make it fun? How can I still engage you? And I was thinking, as a parent, I wake up that way in the winter and thinking, you know, how can I inspire my own self, my children to, you know, live their best lives now to use a, you know, catchphrase. (laughs) But it is a book that I think anybody could read. It's fantastic. It will give you even more appreciation for those who teach and hopefully inspire you, whether you're an actual teacher in a classroom or not, to just continue to pour out into people into what really life is about, right? Engagement, learning, curiosity and relationships. That is so amazing. Tell us the name of the book again. I will. It's called It Won't Be Easy, Tom Rodemacher. And of course, we're going to put a link in the show notes if you want to find it. The subtitle is An Exceedingly Honest and Slightly Unprofessional Love Letter to Teaching. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to check that out. Of course, my background was in teaching. I taught for a few years before children. And to this day, like I just I'm the same way. I walk away from my kids' classrooms in their school just filled with gratitude, truly so grateful for the amazing teachers who are having such an incredible impact on the lives of our children. So I definitely want to check that out. And in fact, speaking of teachers and the upcoming, you know, winter season, before we know it, it will be here. That might even be a great teacher gift. I know I'm always like thinking, what can I get for teachers for teacher gifts? So oh, man, I think that this book, it's so relatable because he just shares things that he's done wrong. But then immediately, you know, scenarios. In fact, I was reading some to my high school daughter where he would switch. You know, he talked about one where there was a student who was in his classroom and it was a new classroom. So they had all this pressure from the administration to like keep it looking nice. So there was no food. And this kid brought in an energy drink and he was already kind of having a bad day. And he swoops over and he takes the energy drink and he's like, there will be no. And then the kid swears at him like, no, you effing won't. And so then like he's going off and then he's like, there was this little voice in the back of my head that said from like day one of teacher training, don't argue in front of a classroom. So I was like, wait in the hallway. And he went out there and he's all defensive, blah, blah, blah. You can't do this. I'm the adult. I'm in control. And then there was this tiny little switch that flipped in his head. And so wait a minute, why did you get so angry? And he said the student actually, it took like a minute for it to be like, wait, what? Where are we going here? Like we switched so fast. <laughs> but making those connections, I feel like for any teacher, this mm-hmm. is a super honest, but so inspiring book. So yeah, it would make yeah. a great teacher gift. I can't wait to check it out myself. So good. So good. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week this week, Kelly, is something that my sister Emily has been trying to talk me into trying out for months and months. I finally did, and I understand now why she was so enthusiastic about it. It's called Roxbox. Okay. Have you heard of Roxbox? It sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Okay. Well, it is one of those membership services. It is for jewelry. Oh, I might have seen it somewhere. Yes. You've probably seen ads on social media, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So like, I was familiar with the company's name, but I didn't quite get what it was about until my sister sat me down and was like, listen, it's so easy. (laughs) I cannot tell you how easy it is. And also, it's so much fun. So here's the general setup. Again, it's a jewelry membership service or subscription service. For $21 a month, they send out to you three pieces of jewelry, shipping is free both ways, and you can take those three pieces of jewelry and then you can keep them 
for a week if you want to to try out you can keep them for six weeks if you want once you sign up for the service it's 21 dollars a month no matter how often you get a new shipment of three pieces of jewelry okay so my sister knew that i was starting to get back into wearing jewelry for a long time i mean the twins my twins are now four and a half and so starting about the time they were born i just i really kept everything <laughs> so simple about, you know, getting dressed for the day, and especially when they were toddlers, having two toddlers hanging off of you yeah. does not lend itself to wearing cute earrings and necklaces and all of those things. So I had just kept it super simple. I have a pair of diamond stud earrings that Kyle gave me years ago, and I just wore those. I've always loved jewelry, but I had taken an extended break from buying new jewelry. So she knew I was starting to get back into it. And she was like, you've got to try Roxbox. It's so fun. You can try out new things. If you don't like them, you know, you don't keep them. You just send them back. And so what you do is when you sign up, you fill out like a style profile that kind of explains what to your Roxbox stylist, <laughs> your overall jewelry preferences, your uh -huh. taste in jewelry, basically. And they also let you go through and make a wish list. And so they have all different kinds of jewelry lines for a variety of tastes. They have Kendra Scott, which is very popular in my part of the country. I don't know if it is nationwide, but definitely she's based out of Austin. And so Texas, Oklahoma, this kind of part of the country, everybody wears Kendra Scott. So that's one of the brands they feature. So they have jewelry for all different kinds of tastes, all different lines, names that I'm sure you're familiar with, especially if you're really into jewelry, but they have everything from tiny, sweet, delicate pieces to really big, bold statement pieces and all kinds of things in between. So that part is fun. And again, they pick out three things. You can make a wish list. You get your pieces, you can wear them around. You know, I was wearing those blue tassel earrings yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. I got those from Roxbox. Okay. I got a really pretty necklace and I got like a more choker style necklace. They were all gorgeous. And if you want to keep them, like I loved those tassel earrings and I thought long and hard about keeping them. <laughs> so if you decide you do want to keep them, your $21 fee for the month can be applied towards the purchase price okay. of one of those pieces. But if you decide, no, I just want to, you know, just keep trying new stuff out, then you just package it back up. Again, free shipping label to send it back to them, drop it by the post office. It goes back to them and then they send you out three more to try. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes <laughs> sense. Can you send back one piece though? Like if you're like, well, I want to keep trying these or do you have to send them back as a trio if you're not going to purchase them? That's a good question. And I actually thought about that in advance and looked in there, frequently asked questions. And you do have to send back the three altogether. Okay. So have you yeah. kept things longer than the one month or do you usually just keep them for a few weeks and then send them back? I did. So the reason this is on my mind is because I've only got my first shipment and I just sent them back today. I ended up keeping them for about six weeks. Okay. So I just popped them back in the mail today and then I'm sure, you know, in the next week or so, I'll right. get my next trio to oh, try that's out. super so. fun. I think I love jewelry. So that's super fun. And you know what? That could also be a gift. Like if you were able to give yes. somebody like two or three months of just mm -hmm. trying it out. And then, yes. yeah, that would be a fun gift because I feel like so many people say, I don't know what to get people, A, and then B, they don't need anything. Mm, so right. this is kind of a consumable. You're playing with yes. it, right? That's fun. All right. Well, we do talk about our awesomes of the week every single week in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. You can search for us on Facebook by searching Sorta Awesome Hangout and join us there where every Friday we get to hear what is awesome in your life right now. Hey, awesomes. One of my very favorite things about the fall is getting back into the kitchen to fix up some of my family's favorite comfort foods. But with our busy schedule, honestly, sometimes that just feels like a daydream. In fact, some weeks I can barely make it to the grocery store. And that's why I'm loving the meal kit delivery from Sunbasket. 
With Sunbasket, I can have dinner ready for my family in less than 30 minutes. Meals that my kids can help me put together, like Tex-Mex tostadas with pickled carrots and avocado crema. There are meals designed to fit every busy lifestyle and every way of eating. With Sunbasket, you can take the guesswork out of all of that prep, you make cleanup easier, and you can even skip the grocery store. So sign up today to see what everybody's talking about with Sunbasket. Go to sunbasket.com sorta today to get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com sorta for $35 off. sunbasket.com sorta. Thank you, Sunbasket, for being so awesome. Okay, Kelly, even though right now as we are sitting here recording, I have the air conditioner running, the ceiling fan is going in my home, and you can probably hear cicadas still outside of my bedroom window. So it's still, we haven't quite hit the crispness of fall here in Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) But the calendar is telling us that here we are finally in this most beloved season by so many people. So many people love fall. And I was just reading on HuffPo a couple of weeks ago that believe it or not, if you really really love fall it's actually science (laughs) science supports the fact that we have this obsession with fall and it has a lot to do with anthropology and our culture and how we're conditioned from a young age to look forward to the fresh start of a new school year and new school clothes and school supplies and there's just something very invigorating and refreshing about the start of fall according to science so i will be sure to put that link into the show notes if you need your scientific evidence for why we all love fall so much you knew there was a reason yes And that reason is science. Okay, so we have 10 things that we have put together that we want to share with you awesomes this week to get you geared up for fall. All of our favorites that we're looking forward to this fall season. So Kelly, I'd love for you to get us started. Okay, so my first fall awesome really has to do with that new start, the school year. But I feel like even if you don't have kids in school yet, or you don't have kids at all, all of us are starting that new routine for whatever reason when September starts. So I wanted to talk a little bit about snacks. Okay. Specifically, what I'm coming from the angle of is kids who need school snacks and kids who can't take nuts to school because they're in an allergy-free room. So my two youngest kids are in this boat this year. They have a later lunch, so it's quite a bit after, you know, the middle of the day. And so both of them have a set snack time mid-morning in their classroom where the teachers are like, please send something substantial. Like Mm. it just can't be like a little bag of goldfish crackers. We need them to have protein for their brains to work and for their bodies to be happy. But they're both in peanut-free, tree-nut-free rooms. So my first thought always is like, okay, well, well, you know, there's all these different recipes, granola bars, but so many things have nuts Mm. in them. Yes. So... I'm going to say that any nut-related snack I'm going to put over to the side, even though I love them dearly. I make homemade granola. Like, all those things are so good. What I specifically wanted to talk about was nut-free things because we've been working on a list, and maybe you guys either have nut allergies in your family or you have something like this that's surrounding you. So these are some ideas. My number one thing, because this – it doesn't sound like it would be good unless you've made something like this before and you know. (laughs) It's a protein ball, but instead of starting with nuts, it starts with black beans. 
Okay. Okay, right? Tell me more. Yes, I know. I've said this to people and they're like, I would be able to know. And I'm like, no, you would not know. If I fed you this, you would not know. But it starts with black beans, a can of black beans rinsed really well. And then you're putting in cocoa powder and a little bit of coconut oil and some honey. And you're blending that. Now I have a very strong blender. It's not a Vitamix, but like blend it and then blend it some more is what she says. Like you really want it to be a paste, all completely blended together. And then you're going to take that and add oats to it like old-fashioned oatmeal, and coconut flaked. The recipe calls for unsweetened coconut. I just put a little less honey in and then put in sweetened because it was what I had. And then chocolate chips or chocolate chunks of some sort. So that's it. It's like a no-bake protein ball. You're forming Mm -hmm. it into little balls and putting it in the fridge, storing it in the fridge, and then they can take it. So it's got a lot of protein in it, and it tastes like chocolate, you know, because it's got that cocoa powder in it. And because it's chocolate, the fact that it's black, you know, starting with those black beans, you know, they expect it to be black. Where if I gave them something that was dark colored and said, here's a key lime dessert, you know, they'd be like, (laughs) this doesn't match. But because the color matches what we expect out of something chocolate, I think it's even easier to give this to somebody and maybe not tell them at the beginning that that's where the protein comes from is from beans. So that's been a huge hit in my family. They're a little time intensive, but I just make my kids come and help me. They like to roll them out with me. But I'm going to run real quick down a list of just things that you probably already have in your pantry that you could send or you could have, you could eat. (laughs) Awesome. So many times, moms, we think, ah, I'm so hungry. Think about these things, okay? So yogurt and granola. And we Mm -hmm. actually do buy, there's a granola that you can get at Aldi that is a nut-free, protein-rich granola. Oh, that's good to know. Yes, it's by the cereals, like in a green bag. So you can look for that. So yogurt and granola, popcorn, Hmm? popcorn, so easy. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'll buy popcorn at Aldi. It's ridiculous. But because, you know, sometimes you just think, I don't have time for this. My daughter loves popcorn, dried fruit, Trader Joe's, that's all I'll say. Those applesauce and fruit squeezers at all of the big box stores and of course at Costco and Sam's they have those big boxes of those sorts mm-hmm. of things beef jerky or other kinds of jerky they, Aldi has a teriyaki pork they call it uh-huh. aloha teriyaki pork it's wonderful so yeah. that's a really fun thing to send pretzel crisps we've been doing those apple straws which again oh, you can yes. get at a lot of different places we've mm-hmm. been doing those with yogurt edamame Mm-hmm. I have kids yeah. who love edamame. We just discovered the miracle of chia seeds. Okay. Yeah. Chia seeds, like that could be its own awesome of the week. They're really fun, especially if you put some sort of a liquid yes, with them overnight. That makes them really fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you send that. So we've been doing, you know, you can do any sort of milk or I haven't tried a juice or something, but we've done chocolate almond milk just here at home. We don't send it to school, but chocolate almond milk with chia seeds is like amazing. Hummus, eggs. My kids don't like to take eggs, which is sad, but that's a good snack for me. Yeah, the, like roasted chickpeas is the last one on my list that my kids don't really like, but I'm throwing it out there because maybe somebody would. Yes. It's, it's been a really good thing, first of all, for me to make a list because when I have to pack snack, I think, oh, what? What do I pack? I mean, it's so easy to grab something that's pre-processed where almost all those things, half of them are processed, but half of them are just stuff that you probably have. You know, you could get an egg or, you know, get yeah. some applesauce, whatever, very minimally processed. So fall snacks. Think about what you could feed yourself, what you could feed your kids, and maybe make a list with your kids if you're working Mm, from that environment and say, what would you eat? What would you take? What would you eat after school? Because you could go to Pinterest people and find lots of ideas. Whatever sort of specification you need, you could find. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, my kids come home from school absolutely starving. Yes. So I definitely always try to have some kind of whole food, nourishing, fulfilling snack that will just 
if I can just get him on through till dinner time. Right, so, exactly. Yes. And sometimes you just need somebody to give you some ideas and be like, oh my gosh, of course, we could totally do that. Exactly. I felt like that's what it was. It was, oh, well, yeah, popcorn, you know, like it just didn't occur to me. And that's a whole mm-hmm. grain. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, sometimes we just need each other. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, for the first one on my list, I'm going to totally play off of your popcorn idea because one of my very favorite things to make in the fall and especially heading into holiday season is cinnamon bun popcorn. (gasps) Oh my. This does like totally dovetail. Tell me more. I want to know what it is. I want to eat it right now. So starting in the fall, I don't know why. I feel like popcorn is such a fall snack. Maybe it's from, you know, popcorn balls when we were kids at Halloween. And it's just, it's fun. And so turning it into a really sweet snack is so much fun. And this is a great recipe. It is a little bit more time intensive by the time it's all said and done. But it's a fantastic thing to take to parties, to tailgates, to, like you could take it to Halloween party. As we start to move towards the holiday season, you could even package it and do it like neighbor gifts or whatever. So it's super easy. So I start with my basic stovetop popcorn recipe, which is Mm -hmm. super simple. I just get out my big pasta pot. I melt a tablespoon of coconut oil. And once it's melted, I pour in a half a cup of popcorn kernels and put the lid on and it pops. When the kernels stop popping, it's done. You pull it off the heat and then you can do your salt and butter. The best way to eat popcorn, I think, is to get it going on the stove. And that just takes literally less than five minutes. So then to turn it into cinnamon bun popcorn, I go back to a recipe that I've had for years from Mel's Kitchen Cafe, Mm -hmm. which is a very well-known food and cooking blog. I've been reading her recipes and making lots of her recipes for years. She's really got a knack for fantastic and yummy recipes. So this is her recipe. I will definitely put a link into the show notes. But basically what you do then is you kind of make like a brown sugary cinnamony caramel on the stovetop after you've popped your popcorn. And so that caramel is going to be butter, brown sugar, a little bit of corn syrup, get your Cairo out that you use like once a year. Right. That's in the back (laughs) that you have to like warm up just to get the cap off. exactly. (laughs) Every time, every time. Yes, and it's got cinnamon and then some vanilla extract and then eventually you'll put a little baking soda in. You're going to cook that on the stovetop until it's nice and caramelly and then you spread your popcorn out over some baking sheets. You pour that on top, the caramel mixture, the cinnamon caramel, you pour it over it, you mix it up and then you pop it into the oven for an hour and it gets really nice and well, caramelized as you can imagine. And pull it out and it's really gooey and thick and caramelly and you kind of have to scrape it off. I use always like parchment paper underneath Uh to help with the mess a little bit. Now she will take it a step further. She melts white chocolate chips and drizzles it on top, which you totally can do. It's a little sweet for me. <laughs> I'm not a big white chocolate person I'm to begin not either. with. That's not even chocolate. Let's just be honest. It's literally not chocolate. It's not even really food is how <laughs> I feel about white chocolate. It's total I... factory food, but my husband loves it. I, ah. When we get into holiday baking season, I never can keep the white chocolate chips on hand because he'll like go down and eat them out of the bag. Ah, so Kyle. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so you could do that as a finishing touch to make it. And then that makes it's it actually pretty. look like a, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty. It makes it actually look like a cinnamon roll. So, you know, presentation being important. You could do that. Or again, you can just skip that part. You can gather it up. You can do those like really big decorative mason jars. Like you can get at craft stores or whatever. You can put that in there or, you know, just put it in bags and take it to a tailgate. And it's always a hit because it's so sweet and salty and so much fun. So yeah. Mel's Kitchen Cafe, cinnamon roll, caramel popcorn. I will have the recipe 
recipe for you if you want to try it this year, this fall yourself. I'll put that recipe in the show notes. Say caramel again. Caramel? Did I say <laughs> I it say weird? Caramel. I was just <laughs> laughing. I'm like, this is probably one of those little regionalisms. Yeah. You're like caramelly, and I'm like, Car- I can't say it that way. But I, it's so much prettier when you say caramelly. I'm like caramelly. It sounds, it sounds stupid. It doesn't work. We'll have to... We'll definitely have the awesome way in yes, on the correct pronunciation here. Okay, so my next one on the fall list doesn't have anything to do with food. It just has to do with smell. So I feel like almost everybody, even if you live in the desert, when you get to October, you feel like you should be lighting candles in your house mm, mm-hmm. because we all like it. And I discovered a candle type last year, but specifically a candle company that I will refer to that is the Wood Wick Candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they not only burn and produce that wonderful glowy light and of course if there's a scent in the candle release all of that wonderful smell in the air but they have that crackly sound of a fire because it's a wood wick and so I loved that last year there are a few things I love more especially in fall but always more than a fire, a wood fire. You know, that's like, I, I can't put it on my list. Everybody go build a wood fire. But <laughs> it, it really is truly one of those favorite things of fall. So this is like a favorite thing about fall on a small form. So the company that I bought my candles through is called Wood Fire Candle Company. And it's just a small company. We will, of course, put a link in the show notes. It's actually woodfirecandleco.com is the website. But they are all very simple candles, which is what I loved about them. She sells them in a few different sizes. Some are mason jars. Some they, She does whiskey glasses now or whiskey jars. Oh, how fun. So those are kind yeah. of fun. Like eight ounces burns a long time because they're basically just soy, wood wick, and fragrance. Like, Ugh, you know, yes. soy wax. So they burn like 50 hours. So they're pretty long burning. Nice. Yes. But maybe my favorite thing is... She just makes it sound so good. Her scents that she makes for her candles are things like Cozy Cabin, which Mm. is a mixture of white cedar, cinnamon, cardamom, nutmeg, sandalwood, and cashmere vanilla. My gosh, sign me up. Right? Yeah, so she has campfire. I mean, she does have things that are not maybe so fall, like fresh cut grass or lavender lemon, mountain pine. I have right in front of me, actually, one that's called Sweater Weather. And oh my gosh. It's the fall candle, right? I mean, she yes. doesn't build it that way, but it evokes a leaf crunching walk with notes of cinnamon bark and clove bud. So mm. I love these candles last year. I still have a couple that I didn't want to burn in the summer or in the spring, like it didn't feel appropriate. So now that summer is done and fall is here, I can once again get my Woodwick candles out. So I have to recommend this company, but really awesomes. You can get Woodwick candles almost anywhere that candles are sold. Once I knew to look for them, you're like even Target, or you could look at Amazon, you could get Woodwick candles and get that wonderful crackly sound when you burn your candle in addition to all the other goodness. Yes. Oh my goodness. I need that cozy cabin one. I'm still, I'm actually still thinking about that. She's like, yes, (laughs) yes. All the Huga in a candle. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. Well, speaking of sweater weather, the next one on my list is I want to talk about cardigans. Oh, yes. I love a great cardigan. I feel like they are the unsung hero of the sweater world. (laughs) And I think sometimes too, you associate cardigans as being like part of a twin set. So maybe like if you were wearing preppy style clothes from Casual Corner in the 1990s, (laughs) you had your sweater tank and cardigan twin set that were matchy matchy. And (laughs) I'm laughing because I think I had those. I definitely did. I'm laughing at myself primarily because that's what I wore a lot when I was teaching. Yes, I'd right. go to casual corner and just like get armloads of twin sets for when I was teaching. But 
as you all may know, if you've popped into a ladies clothing department lately, there's so many different takes on cardigans that are out right now. You have, of course, like the boyfriend style, like kind of a chunky, mm-hmm. relaxed fit cardigan, which is so cozy, particularly when the weather really does turn chilly kimono style, just kind of like loose and flowing longer cardigan. So I love cardigans because as I talk about all the time on the show, I wear a lot of either dresses or like t-shirt and maxi skirt combos. Mm -hmm. And so having a good supply of trusty cardigans on hand really helps me extend those dresses and skirts as far into the cold weather as I can. So this year I picked up a new one. I don't normally do this because this is definitely going with a really trendy pattern right now, but I found one on Amazon that was just the right price point and I'm really excited about it because even though I'm 40, I do sometimes still like to indulge in those (laughs) trends from the magazine pages. So one trend that is really big for fall 2017 is the moody floral. So it's a don't know what you mean. (laughs) Break it down for you. It's definitely a floral pattern, but the flowers are bigger. It's not like a delicate. It's like a really big, powerful floral print. And then the background is some kind of a dark color. So black or navy blue or burgundy. So you've got your big power petals (laughs) from your flowers, your floral print on a darker colored background. So I found this really lightweight because, again, it takes us a good while to get into the truly chilly weather in Oklahoma. So I found this nice, lightweight, moody floral cardigan to go with my stable of dresses and t-shirt maxi skirt combos for this fall. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the specific one I got, but keep your eye out for floral and cardigan combinations this fall because it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to wear a trend and it's a really easy, like, again, low commitment way to do it. Right. And it's a fun way to try it. And I have seen florals. I mean, they've been popular for a little while now, but I did not know Mm -hmm. what the moody floral was. I would have thought it was like roses wearing berets and smoking in the dark, you know, (laughs) like beat peonies. Yes. So it's good to know. So now I'm going to seem so cool. Like, oh, yeah, that sweater. Or like, you know, there's even so many floral shoes. It's just it's moody floral. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can impress your teenage daughter with that knowledge. (laughs) So my third one on my list, so whatever number we're at here, number five, actually has to do with feet. So it's not a moody anything except for comfort, if you want to call it that. I would like to extol the virtue of the fall slipper. Oh, I love a slipper. I love a slipper. And what I've really learned is that I just have cold feet. Or if I'm sitting at a computer, mostly just sitting, my feet get cold very quickly. And so I learned to adjust. I love bare feet people. I wear bare feet all summer that I can. But once it truly does get cold, I pull my slippers back out. And I have fallen in love with the idea of like an indoor outdoor slipper. Mm, So they have a thicker sole then, you know, maybe a traditional slipper that would be just more fuzzy or something like that, very thin. Because then if I need to run out real quick, you know, take the kids to the bus into the driveway, run and get the mail, I can. I don't always have to be changing my shoes. In fact, back in the day when I would drive my kids to school, I would drive them to school in these slippers because they are thick enough on the bottom and sturdy enough that, you know, you can easily push pedals or get out if you need to. So I'm going to tell you my favorite brand is Deer Foam which, Mm. I mean, it's been around forever. Almost every year, Costco will bring in a new slipper from Deer Foam. And what I really love are the booties. I've had scuffs before and slides, but they just don't make my feet warm enough. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, yeah, the ones I got last year are like a cable knit, super soft on the inside because they're deer foam. They've got that memory foam in there. They're so nice, you guys. It's wonderful. I will bring my slippers to your house if I come to your house in the winter because we oftentimes, especially I think in the north, you know, in Canada for sure, you know, we all, we're wearing our boots and so no one wants to wear them in the house. Everybody takes their shoes off at the entrance or the mudroom and then just socks are not enough for me. So I just carry my slippers around from like October on and I love them. I love them my slippers. That is the cutest thing you've ever shared about yourself. Like I know a lot of things about you, but you coming to the door, like going to take off my big boots and put on my little slippers. I just love it. I feel kind of bad sometimes. Like I like I'm making a judgment on the house, you know, like your house is not warm enough. I had to bring extra clothes, but really people, it's just because I love them so much. They're so wonderful. If you don't already have a pair of slippers, awesomes, get the to a slipper store. Okay, so fun. Well, the next one on my list kind of goes along with that because I do think that fall is the time when we really just embrace all of the soft textures Mm -hmm. and the comfort things. So another trend really hot this fall is velvet. Velvet is everywhere right now. So if you are having flashbacks to maybe a crushed velvet baby doll dress that you wore in the 90s, maybe you can probably find that recreated in stores right now. So there's lots of ways that velvet is showing up. I mean, I've seen it everywhere from like in home goods stores, like velvet pillows, particularly, you know, they might have like beaded embroidery on them, which Mm -hmm. these are kind of things that come in and out of style, but they're definitely really big right now. But I went a different direction with velvet this year. And I'm so looking forward to this because again, this is not something that I update very often. And that is my purse or my handbag. I am not a fashionable person when it comes to handbags at all. Like I need function, 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 especially with four kids, but you know, they're out of diapers now, but you still have all that mom stuff you got to carry around. When you have a diaper bag or a diaper backpack, at least you can tuck everything, you know, all the kids things go in there. But for me, like I can't have anything that's too cutesy. I can't have anything too small. I need something that's really kind of utilitarian. But this year I found, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a little upgrade. Well, not even an upgrade. This isn't that expensive. It's like a $30 price point. But I haven't gotten myself a new handbag probably in four or five years. And so since Velvet is really in right now, I found from a company, I found this on Amazon, it's called Handbag Republic. They make all different kinds of styles and different textures of handbags. But for this fall, they have out a line of velvet, kind of like a slouchy purse. So it's got a ton of room in it. And it has a short strap, unless it's a crossbody bag, then I don't really like a long strap purse. Mm -hmm. For crossbody, definitely you have to do that. But this one has a nice short strap or handle to go with it. And they have it in some really pretty velvet colors for the fall you could do it in like a navy blue or purple they have like a sort of silvery gray one but i went with burgundy sure it's just so pretty and so fall like and again just a really nice texture experience to have a little velvety something that you carry with you and again at this price point like if you're kid ends up splashing water on it in the you know in the van or whatever then you're not going to freak out on anybody because it was you know it's not a huge investment so right. yeah so velvet everywhere I went with a handbag but I would love to hear what you guys are 
you know, maybe digging out of your attic or out of your closet that was velvety, or maybe you're getting out your favorite velvet throw or something. It's definitely the season for that. Yeah, I saw a velvet blazer yes. in a magazine just last night. It had a little bit of embroidery on it too, and it was so cool. And yeah. I'm such a texture person. I would just sit around like rubbing my forearms yes. all day if I had that. So I'm going to have to look 100%. for it. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Okay, what's next on your list? Okay, so let's talk food. I have a recipe to share with you, Awesomes, because I discovered this a couple of falls ago. And I feel like it might also inspire you to, if you haven't already discovered the wonderfulness of butternut squash. <laughs> the glory of the, the glory. butternut squash. Because <laughs> honestly, I ate squash when I was young only when forced and threatened. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no love for me and squash. So even as an adult, you just, just one of those things you would skip. What happened for me, and I think if you don't already know this, this might give you the little push, is a lot of stores anymore, Costco for sure, sells it already pre-cut, pre-cubed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. If I have mm-hmm. to cut up my own butternut squash, which occasionally I do, it is... To cut the butternut squash is more time than actually cooking anything. That's so, the number one thing that keeps me from ever making anything yes, with it. Yes, exactly. And so if you know that you can go get it already pre-cut, all the work is done. So basically all you have to do is cook with it. That is one huge obstacle eliminator. So here's what happened. I actually wrote about this on my blog back in the day. So now I remember how it happened is it was a night that I was like solo parenting and I had just been eating a lot of leftovers and kid food sort of thing. And so I happened to find this recipe and I thought, oh my word, I just bought that butternut squash at Costco. I could make this. I think I have all the things already in my pantry or in my fridge. And what it is, is this is what it's called. Maple glazed butternut squash with clementines and pancetta. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. I know. Let's just take a minute and wipe the drool. Yes. Okay. It is amazing. It is as good as you think. And this is what you're going to do. Because you've already got the squash, right? Cut up. What you do first is you're going to get about three ounces of pancetta. At the time, I happened to have some I had never bought pancetta before, but Corey had gotten a gift basket, so that's the reason I had it. So I had the thin sliced pancetta. What I would really recommend is if you can go to a grocery store, Trader Joe's has this seasonally. They have it like right now in the fall. It is a cubed pancetta. Mm-hmm, pancetta yes. is basically like Italian bacon, if you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know what you're talking about. So it's like little cubes of seasoned fatty meat. So you're going to cook that real quick until it's crisp. You know, take it out with a slotted spoon, leave the grease there in the pan, and then add the squash. So you're kind of stir frying that just until it starts to soften. And then you add to that some water, some maple syrup and some salt. And then you reduce the heat and kind of let that simmer there with the squash for about another five minutes. And then at the end, you add some orange juice and a half of a cup of cut up clementines. Now, if you're Mm. anything like my house, we always have clementines in the winter. Mm -hmm. They're just like a staple. Always. And the fun thing about this recipe is you're literally cutting the clementine apart. You're not even peeling it. You throw it right in with the peel because as It has just a few extra minutes, like five more minutes for after you add the orange juice and the clementines themselves. That skin softens and you can eat the whole thing. What? I had no idea that was even a possibility. So, I mean, we're taking easy, a clementine is easy, making it even easier. We're not even peeling it. You're just cutting it into chunks and throwing it into the pan. So you're going to end up with this very orange, of course, mixture of orange juice. It's a very syrupy thing that's with the butternut squash. And then you put the pancetta back on top when you serve it with a little freshly ground black pepper. And it is, oh my word, oh my word, sort of a thing. Like the night that I first made it, I was raving and telling my kids like you have to come try this and they're like squash I don't think so and I'm like fine whole pan is for mom I think I ate almost the entire thing that night like that was my dinner yeah so good it is perfect for fall if you have to cut up your own butternut squash 
My prayers with you. Our thoughts are with you. Yes. (laughs) There are ways to do it. I actually do cut one because I have this recipe for Thanksgiving. I always cut it. It's pretty to cut it into slices and stuff. But find a store that sells pre-cut butternut squash. And this is just one way you can use it. I have pureed it and put it into waffles. Like there's so many things you can do with butternut squash. And it really, when you put all these other flavors with it, it is so good in the perfect fall dish, I feel like. It does sound like the perfect fall dish. And truly, you can find that pre-chopped butternut squash almost anywhere. I think even our local Walmart has it. It's not quite the exotic thing to track down that you might think it would be if you right. just look for it i bet that you'll be able to find right it's going it. to be in the cold so section you know so wherever yes. you're looking obviously the squash are going to be out because they can be out so look yeah. in the refrigerator where the lettuces are and that sort of thing fantastic okay well this is not something to eat but when you fix it up it smells so good and looks so pretty you might want to eat it but don't eat it because what it is is a whipped body lotion that you can make at home oh this is interesting. I've never made lotion, much less whipped it. Well, if you can whip cream, then you can make a whipped body lotion at home. This one is really easy. As we move into colder weather, of course, our skin starts to dry out. We're, you know, we're out in the cold and then we've got heaters running inside and you get dry skin really easily. Mm -hmm. And this one is so fun. You can make it for yourself. You can make it with your kids. If you like to do little projects like that, you can make it for gifts. I got the recipe from an ebook that I've mentioned on Sort of Awesome before. It was written by my friend Stacey Karen. It's called The Body Scrub Bible. Mm -hmm. And in that, she has just like tons and tons of recipes for actual body scrubs. But at the very end, she has this recipe for whipped body lotion. And so the great thing about this lotion is, actually, I said this wrong. It's not a whipped body lotion. It's whipped body butter. Oh, even better. I mean. Even better. Yeah. Lotion is good, but butter is better. (laughs) Why did I take myself down that sort of linguistic rabbit hole? I don't know why you did, but I'm so glad you did. Okay, so this is a whipped body butter. It's really simple. It's basically just a couple of ingredients. And I asked my friend Stacey Karen if it would be okay if I shared the whole recipe, including the instructions of how to do it in this week's show notes. And she said, totally fine. So that was so generous of her to do. So what you're going to do is you're going to take three ounces of cocoa butter and one and a half ounces of jojoba oil. You can add in some essential oils. So this is where you can, you know, kind of flavor it, so to speak, to your preference. So if you wanted a lavender one or or a vanilla one or peppermint could be really Mm. fun to do this. Like you could do a peppermint lavender one would be really fun, I think. And you basically are just going to set up your double boiler. You're going to melt that cocoa butter, which arrives as a very, like when you open it, it's a really solid, like a hard butter. You're going to melt that in your double boiler. You let it cool a bit and then you add in the jojoba oil, let that cool. And then once it has cooled down to you know, after a couple of hours, it's nice and cool. Then you're just going to take your hand mixer that you use for whipping up cream or whatever in your kitchen. You whip it for two minutes and let it sit and rest. And then you can whip it for another two minutes and then let it sit again. And then you just kind of keep that process going until it has reached the thickness, the like butteriness that you want. So it's really so simple. It's just a matter of basically heating some things up and then using your hand mixer to whip it. And then you can scoop it out because it'll be nice and like you can imagine like a nice whip texture. You can scoop it out into little mason jars or whatever container that you have on hand to keep it something with a lid to keep it nice and keep the moisture content at the right level if you're storing it or especially if you're giving it as a gift. But it's so simple. 
again, you can totally customize it. So if you have a scent that you just love, love, love that you have found in an essential oil, you can add it in and make it your own. It feels so great on the skin particularly as we get into dry skin season. And again, speaking of teacher gifts and all the million other little gifts that we are getting ready to be preparing to give to people, this one is a really fun one to just make a big batch of it one afternoon, put it in jars, and you've got a bunch of gifts that are ready to go. Right. And the fact that you can personalize it with the scent that you really want to customize maybe is a really fun idea. I love that. I've never made anything like that. So that might be on my list this year. If I can make this, you guys, anybody (laughs) can. So again, the full rest recipe and instructions will be in the show notes for this episode, along with some other resources that Stacey Karen has about making your own whipped body butters and lotions and all of those fun things. Okay, well, the last thing on my list for fall is not something that's necessarily trendy, although I think they are trendy right now, but it is really a fall staple and it is a flannel shirt. Mm. But specifically, I want to talk about vintage flannel. Okay, so that is maybe the trendier part of it. But I love that because you are really getting something that feels like you've already had it for 10 years. You know, it's got that worn, lived in, super comfy sort of a feel. So last fall, I was at a little store here in the Twin Cities, actually owned by a friend of ours, Love Feast Shop. It's down for those of you who live in the Twin Cities, yes. it's down in Prior Lake. And yes. she sells in her store these vintage flannel shirts. And I got one. And it was my staple all through last fall. Like, I just really never took it off. I love this shirt. And I'm so excited that we're getting back to whether where I get to wear it again. So I looked up to tell you awesomes where you could get this exact same shirt if you wanted to. It's called farmsteadhome.com. That's the website. And there they have vintage flannels, well-worn flannels, sun-washed flannels. Like, they have some different types of flannels. The one that I have, I think, is the vintage washed flannel. So they actually take flannel shirts and wash them and treat them so that they do have that lived in look. They're more that boxy flannel sort of a thing. And their colors are just so dreamy. They're very, because they are washed a little bit, they're that faded kind of orange, pink, gold. They're exactly what you think of for fall. Some burgundy in there. They do have a couple that are more, you know, darker, maybe if I was going to be stereotypical male sort of flannel where it's, you know, like dark blue and red and that sort of thing. But for the most part, I feel like their colors are half of what I love about their shirt because it's just a very welcoming, soft take on all of the fall goodness. So I just, I really can't say enough for anybody, all the things you can do with a flannel, not only can you throw them on the weekend, I throw it on over a tank top, you know, day that's going to be warmer, we're working outside, we go to the apple orchard in them, you can throw them on over your workout clothes or just your leggings. They're so all purpose. And that's what makes Mm. them so wonderful. So these ones are $55. So not the cheapest flannel you're going to get, certainly not the most expensive either, kind of in that mid price range, but man, you can find flannels almost anywhere right now. So I just, I love a flannel. There's just nothing that says fall quite like that to me. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it's just so comfy, cozy. And like you said, that vintage added softness to it is just so fun too. I love that. Okay. Well, I'm going to go a completely different direction with the last one on my list, the total opposite direction of a cozy flannel. I'm going to talk about red lipstick. Oh, that's not the opposite. I thought you were going to talk about stiletto heels or something. I'm like, where are you going, Megan? (laughs) Well, these are the stiletto heels of your makeup. I guess that's true. That's true. Power. (laughs) Yeah. So I love red lipstick. Laura and I especially have talked about red lipstick on Mm -hmm. Sort of Awesome before. It's so fun. It's 
the best way, I think, to feel a little bit more confident, a little bit more brave as you're going out into the world. And I do think that fall is a great time to bust out the red lipstick. And, you know, in the spring, I love to do like a fuchsia, a bright pink. And summer, there's a lot of options. I think summer is such a great time, especially for like a nude lipstick because you're keeping it really minimalist but in the fall if you want to get a little dressy and glam it up a little bit I think it's the perfect time to try a red lipstick if you've never tried it before so I wanted to tell you a, a couple of suggestions first of all if you can if it's possible to get yourself to an Ulta or a Sephora store or some other makeup store where you can actually try out the shade of red that you're looking for yeah. I so recommend that even if you can only pop in one time and just try a couple of different reds I think it's so worth it because red is going to look different on everybody like one person's awesome right. red is going to look like a nightmare <laughs> look like vampire lips right. on somebody else. Yeah, you have to find the right tone for your skin. You absolutely do. You absolutely do. I also think it's fun to look at if you're not going to, if you're like, I don't know about this red trend, then go to, you know, your local drugstore or big box store and go to the cosmetic aisles and just pick one. And one that I think you could, there's a couple actually that are at a much lower price point that you could try out. Maybelline has a matte red so one of their most popular lines right now is their matte ink because uh, people are loving their super stay matte ink lips it's a nice matte that you can put on then you can either add a gloss on top or not but their matte ink in pioneer the shades called pioneer is a really fun like cherry red so it's not too serious you know it's not gonna be what maybe you would typically think of with a red it's got a lot of pink tones to it so that shade pioneer and it's just under eight dollars at walmart so yeah just something if you just want to try out the red lipstick thing you could pick this up and have fun with it another one that you can get probably your local drugstore target is by nyx nyx that line Mm -hmm. their matte lipstick in indie flick is it like a six dollar price point so again would be lots of fun if you just want to try it out i will tell you my very very favorite red that i swear by is one that laura first introduced me to a couple of years ago and it is at a far steeper price point than I would normally pay for lipstick. But for me, this one is so worth it. It's worth every penny. And plus, I'll buy a tube of this and it lasts forever because you don't, I mean, I don't wear it that often. Although this fall, maybe I will. We'll yeah. see. But it is from NARS and yep. it is the shade Rita. And it is such a gorgeous red. And that particular lipstick lasts a long time on your lips and the tube will last you a long time. It is $34. So little bit higher price point and again if you were going to spend that much I would definitely say you need to go to the store and try on you know that shade and a couple of other shades and see what works for you but fall is a perfect time to get that red lipstick going feel great about yourself and have fun with it do you feel like you have to be dressed up to wear red lipstick because I am I love lipstick like I love color but I am always intimidated and I feel like oh I'm just running around in my vintage flannel and my jeans I shouldn't (laughs) even put on lipstick I mean, I think it's up to you. I wear it during the daytime a lot. But what I will do if I'm wearing it during the daytime and if I am not, you know, like fully dressed up is I'll put on red and then I'll do like a either a clear gloss or like a shimmery nude on top that just kind of brings the intensity down. That Rita shade, I wear it during the day all the time, but I'll put just a little bit of a nude gloss on top to just kind of make it a little bit more appropriate for daytime. But I do think you can totally, I think, I mean, I'm just like envisioning you in like a vintage flannel shirt your favorite pair of jeans and an awesome red lip and you could totally 
totally rock that, Kelly, for sure. I love it. That's a good one, Meg. I don't think about makeup as much as as, as, as much as your sister would want me to. <laughs> I think about makeup a lot. We have fun with it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 10 things to get you guys set up for fall 2017. I cannot wait to hear what you think of our list and what is on your list that you're looking forward to this fall. So please know that you can find us on social media where we can talk more about this. Kelly, remind us where we can find you all around the web. You can always find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Kelly at Lovewell. And I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewellblog. Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sorta Awesome Meg. And don't forget that the show is on Twitter now. If you are the Twitter type, you can find us over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffert, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at SortaAwesomeShow.com where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at PragerMusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life Sorta amazingly awesome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.